Hi there. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. In this episode, we're looking at quite a big subject, the subject of happiness. What is happiness? Where does it come from? How can we be happier? Research indicates that typically we're looking in the wrong place for happiness. So where does happiness come from? Where's the right place? And I believe the more we're happier, the more we create more happiness into our life. We create more of what we want into our life. But if we're looking in the wrong place, it sends us into a downward spiral. So let's dive in and find out where happiness really comes from and how you can bring more of that into your life to enable you to create more of it in your life. Look at quite a big subject. The subject of happiness. Kind of what makes us happy? How can we be happier? It's not something we really often consciously think about. I very much didn't think about it uh, until my later 20s when we were uh, struggling with infertility, many years, 10 years of infertility. And it wasn't into that kind of journey I suddenly began to contemplate happiness. Uh, where does happiness come from? Will I ever be happy without children? I never contemplated that unconsciously. Um, I had this kind of life plan mapped out, as it were, with expectation in life, where life would take us, what we'd create in our life, maybe get a job, career, have a family. Um, and I never thought I could be as happy without children as I could with children. I really thought my happiness and fulfilment in life was dependent on having children, which obviously puts a lot of pressure on the, on the whole process. So yeah, what, what is happiness? Where does it come from? When are we happiest? And the thing is, happiness is a feeling. It's a feeling, it's a, um, it's, a, it's, it's a thought. You know, we live in the experience of our thinking. We're happy when we have happy thoughts and we're sad when we have sad thoughts. And it goes to that to where does our experience come from if we think our experience comes from the outside in, there's an external cause for our emotions, our feelings, then we're looking to create the right circumstances to, to create the feeling we want. Um, so we're looking for the right circumstances to create a feeling of happiness. We're looking to avoid a certain circumstances that we think makes us feel stressed or sad. And we end up trying to manage or control our external circumstances, which at the end of the day, we can't control. And often we think our state of mind and our emotions, our feelings are, are dependent on what other people think of us. And we definitely can't control what other people think. And very much when I was a people pleaser, and I thought I was happy when people thought good of me. Um, and I was, had a negative feeling if I thought they judged me in some way. So unconsciously, I was trying to manage these external circumstances, whether it's creating a family or controlling what people think of me so I can feel happy and content on the inside. And that's giving our power away because when it's not realizing actually our power comes within us, our experience comes from within us, that actually nothing makes us feel anything. 
we live in experience of our thinking, so nothing really actually makes us happy. And there's a fairly famous phrase you know, saying happiness is not having what you want. Happiness is appreciating what you have. And I think appreciation you know, is a big thing. Gratitude is a, is a very big thing. There's a lot of research around gratitude. Um, showing that gratitude does can make us bring happiness and, and well-being and all sorts of kind of positive benefits psychologically and also physically. There's also a lot of research that shows that happiness doesn't come from the outside, that when we try to chase these external things that think make us happy, it's not actually last lasting. You know, when we experience situations like happy things, great things, you know, things that you know, really elevate people, um, maybe a marriage proposal, a birth of a child, a new job, we do tend to experience a burst of emotion, a burst of happiness. However, there's plenty of research that shows it's not lasting. Even if you win the lottery, there are plenty of stories of people win the lottery and actually they're unhappy afterwards and their life begins to fall apart. Um, so there's lots of research looking at different areas of life where it is marriage, from a birth of children or lottery, and they show that the bursts of happiness from those instances, those situations, just don't last. They don't bring you lasting happiness. And our emotional senses kind of almost adapt in the same way eyes, our eyes adapt to light. And positive psychology, you know, psychology over its kind of uh, years as an industry, spent most of its time studying unhappy people to work out why they're unhappy. Martin Seligman was a psychologist and he started to think, well, what happens if we study happy people to work out what makes them happy? He defined three levels of happiness. The base level of happiness was a pleasant life. And I'd say a pleasant life is thinking life works outside in and it's chasing the next thing, the next thing. It's pleasant because you get these little bursts of happiness. You have the holiday, you get the new phone, you know, you get these things. But they're not lasting. These things are pleasant. They're not lasting. The next level of happiness he defined was a contented life. And I'd say that kind of contented life is realizing happiness comes from within. Happiness comes from within. That you don't need to be on the top of a mountain to have a mountain top experience. And I say a contented life, uh, there's two things. Uh, one is being happy where you're at. It is that level of gratitude and appreciation, knowing you're okay in this moment. You're complete in this moment. And there's nothing wrong with having goals or aspirations, nothing wrong with wanting things. But it's holding those things lightly. It's knowing you really are complete in this moment. That fulfillment and happiness comes from a state of being not from external circumstances. You're born with happiness. Happiness is actually a, a default setting. If you look at toddlers and children, they come into the world. They don't come into the world trying to create happiness. They come into the world just being content in the moments, needing nothing. They don't need the toy. They have to play with the box. No expectations. Just this innate, I'm okay. As long as they're fed and watered, they're okay. And not 100% of the time, you know, toddlers can have a tantrum. And not be happy about having, in fact, they can't have a sweet in that moment, whatever it may be. But it's not lasting. That, that unhappiness is not lasting. And it just moves through. And without any intervention, they go back to being happy again. Just soon forgotten. What if happiness is actually our default setting? And we've just created this habit of thinking, 
we need to look outside for happiness. And we get bombarded by messages from all sorts of areas of life, you know, society, the media, you know, buy this, you'll feel good. Even the education system, get good grades, you'll be happiness, it sets you up for life. And we start looking outside in, <clears throat> in, in all innocence. We start looking outside in, and <clears throat> it goes a bit deeper than that, this part of our brain, the mammalian part of our brain, it thinks, oh, our survival and happiness, and you can't be happy unless you don't feel safe. It thinks our safety is dependent on being an accepted member of the tribe. So part of us, you know, becomes a people pleaser because we don't feel safe unless we feel secure in the tribe, that we feel we're valued in the tribe, and you can't feel happy and if you don't feel safe. So it almost links that happiness to, to what people think of us and the external circumstances again. So that mammalian part of our brain often looks outside in, and it's just a hang-up, and it's something you don't need anymore. Um, our emotional awareness doesn't kick into later teenage years. We begin to realise, actually, this is other people's stuff. This is not my stuff. Um, other people's judgments or expectations on us. Um, and how many people later in life have a complete career change, and, and partly because without realising it, like I was, I was living the life other people expected of me. When it came from the education system, my parents, whoever society chasing this 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 idealism what i think i think i need to be happy um yeah i think a midlife crisis often a, a midlife midlife realization that we're not living life true to ourselves, and that goes on to go so what makes us happy and i think it's exactly that what makes us happy is being true to ourself um there's a palliative care nurse with many years experience caring for the dying. She looked at kind of, you know, what, what, what are the top regrets of people who are dying? This is uh, Bronnie Ware, who's an Australian palliative care nurse, and she's written a book about it, the Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And it's things like, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself. Yeah, it's not living the life others expect. Wish I hadn't worked so hard. Wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. I wish I'd let myself be happier. It's not about I wish I had a bigger house or, or more money. And it wasn't about things they had. It was about for me the way I see it, it's about inside out, being true to themselves, being inside, being present, being alive to the moment, being free to be themselves. A lot of people say, yeah, but surely if you have the baby, you have more money and you know, you would be happier. And there's, you could say, are oh, there happier, more happier millionaires and more people being happier on the, on the breadline? I think there's a difference between correlation and causation. I think you know, if you look at the number of millionaires compared to, you know, people are happy compared to people on the, on the bread, living on the breadline are happy, yeah, they're probably more happier millionaires. There's a correlation, but it's not causation. The money doesn't make them happy. If the money made them happy, there wouldn't be any unhappy millionaires, any stressed millionaires. And there wouldn't be any happy people on the breadline. There were some people on the breadline are very content and happy. So there might be a correlation, but it's not causation. It's not causation. And if we think it's causation, we're just looking in the wrong place. We're looking on the place and we're chasing our tail. And that's what I was doing with our, with our family. You know, I never believed we could be just as happy without children as with children and Again, there's research that shows you know, parents' level of happiness often 
is um, is is lower after having children. It was pre-children, and uh, it wasn't. I got a space to the place of realizing one path in life is not better than the other. They're just different. They're just different. It wasn't so I could realize and imagine being just as fulfilled without children. There's plenty of things we could do in our lives and create in our lives far easier without children than with children. Then I began to have a sense of possibility for my life and the future without being locked on to one specific outcome I thought I needed to be happy. And that opened up a sense of possibility and flow, which ironically um, shifted my whole uh, balance psychologically, uh, for, for, um, my mind's complete, uh, physiology, my physiology completely changed, my biology changed, changed, and my fertility improved dramatically because I was living more life from this place of flow. I wasn't chasing this happiness through people pleasing external criteria. I really learned that actually it comes from the inside out, and my okayness, my happiness, my well being, my security was in within me. I let go of these habitual thoughts and insecure feelings and beliefs that I learnt along the way. I learnt to to let go of those and live more what I call kind of inside out and be far more innately content with what I have. So what makes us happy? Um, I think it's being true to yourself. Um, I think freedom comes from just being you, being able to express yourself, be yourself in the small things and the big things. And not living the life you think you should be living through our own habitual thinking through society. And living that life of being inside out, knowing you're okay for who you are. And it's okay to have goals and aspirations, but it's about holding them lightly. Now you don't need those to be happy. You came into the world that innate happiness and innate well-being, just like that toddler. It's going back to our more toddler state, our innate self, before we are so contaminated with external thoughts and ideas and beliefs we picked up along the way that are just not ours. They're not ours and not our truth. It's about reconnecting to that little voice within, our soul, our instinct, our intuition, our truth, and just being allowed to follow that one breadcrumb at a time. I think that's where true contentment comes from. And Martin Seligman from Prophecy Psychology defined a third level of happiness beyond contentment, fulfillment. And they say that's living a contented life, but also living towards something bigger than you, pointing your life towards something even bigger than you. A life, a purpose beyond ourselves, um, which I think is very true. Which is why they say people who suffer from depression, one of the best things they can do is, is volunteer, do some volunteering. It turns our attention from ourselves to something bigger, to other people and other bigger things in life. And then we innately become for more, feel more fulfilled and our happiness levels increase. So I think life is about shifting from the pleasant life to a more contented life, from the outside in to the inside out. And then the more we do that, the more we begin to point towards something big. And I, all believe, I believe we all have a purpose. Uh, a purpose, we, we're here to bring something into the world. We tend to want to bring into the world the things we create most as a kid, whether it's kind of love, belonging, purpose, meaning. And the more we live inside out, our light can shine. And the more our light can shine, it gives other, pe- other people permission to shine their light, to shine their light. So, yeah, 
I think happiness comes from being yourself, living inside out, knowing you're okay for who you are, trusting your instinct, following that little voice within. And I think that's where happiness and fulfillment comes from. You don't need a mountaintop to have a mountaintop experience. It's about being alive to yourself and alive to life in this moment. I'm loving you.